0: Summer breakfast with Sam Edmund and Simon
1: O'Donnell.
0: Just awesome to have your company on this Wednesday morning. Uh, just coming up to eight thirty as well. Scoob's oh, here.
1: Stop that, uh, the stoop fella coming in all the time. What's wrong? Well, he keeps coming. Like he comes Wants in. Wants to say hello. To nine.
0: Wants to say hello. Came
1: in you know, the 7.40, Hello, it's Julian. De- eight o'clock. I got my name wrong. Yeah, Eight twenty. Like we we've got stuff to talk about to keep our show going and people to talk to. Yeah, and the the stoop.
0: Comes in all the time. Like Brenton Sanderson, who played 209 AFL games, oh, coached Adelaide across a few with, seasons. listen
1: to him with Gerard all the time. Yes. He does the, the tactics. I love listening to the tactics. Gets the magnets out. Yeah, so I'll be on the freeway and I'll be listening to Sando, <laughs> and then I'll match it up on the Saturday with, with what Sando said on the Thursday.
0: He's very good. It's eerie. It. it's eerie, isn't it? I mean, a long time assistant coach to no, a he number of clubs. They didn't go too well
1: at to ball when they got knocked over.
0: <laughs> Most recently, Collie he joins us on the line. Sando, welcome. <laughs> Hi, boys. Uh, good to have you on, mate. We really appreciate it. And we, the reason we needed your expertise was on a number of fronts. To be honest with you, but uh, just the, the preseason that we're in at the moment, and we, the clubs are coming up to the the Christmas break. I just wondered. How are the players monitored these days to ensure they're they're doing the homework, Sando? Like they they come back for a couple of weeks and then they're off for a couple of weeks. Just how how much are they doing even over this this Christmas break? Because there's not a lot of time.
2: Yeah, it's a good question, and there's an enormous amount of trust, particularly at the at the sort of highest level. Um, and players now they just can't afford to make any mistakes when it comes to their their uh, career. It's just too much um, to lose if you if you come back unfit or if you fall behind the pack when it comes to preparing yourself to have the best season coming forward so I just I think at the top level the players are really good mm. now they they go away they have their break um they spend time with family and friends or a few of the boys go away together but the days of the old footy trips and guys coming back you know 10-15 kilos overweight and using the pre-season to get back into 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 um good physical condition I think those days are done it's it's now if anything guys are looking for that edge over this break and Guys like Scott Pendlebury, I think, I think the reason he plays um, so well for so long is he'll have a, like an emotional, physical break for a couple of weeks and then he'll just gently get himself back into it and prepare himself as best he can for, mm. for another um, you know, really uh, good season.
1: He's amazing. Brenton, pre-season when you were finishing playing AFL to pre-season now, can you explain to us what you would go through in a summer and what they do now?
2: Yeah, I think there wasn't obviously as much uh, science involved in the sense that, um, and when you look at the best guys in the business, guys like Wadey at Collingwood or Darren Burgess at the Adelaide Crows, you know, those guys um, like prepare each player with um, like a personalised plan um, to work on either a combination of strength, speed, endurance. Um, So the players now, it's a lot more tailored to the individual, but I think back Back in my generation, it was just you get there, you run ten k's. Like whether you're the a ruckman, a small forward, a key position back, you just you get there, you run ten k's, mm. um, have a bit of a kick of the footy, and then you're pretty much done, you know. But um, and even even the days I remember when I first started with the Crows back in 1992, uh, we did the old 100 um, hundreds, where you do you do a hundred meter sprint every mm. minute, um, and um, we actually did 110 because the Victorian clubs did 100 hundreds and we did 110 hundreds just to do just to do more than them but um that was more of a that was more of a mental challenge more than anything but the 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 injuries that you get on the back of that you know guys guys with stress fractures in their back and you know guys doing hamstrings and stuff like it was just it was just ridiculous so it's a lot more scientific a lot more mapped out and planned out for the individuals now and I think you're seeing less less injuries during the season on the back of uh, guys being better better prepared for the season ahead.
0: And and one of the biggest, I guess, differences as well, Sando, is our uh, identification and awareness of things like concussion. So it was a pretty big day yesterday with uh, you know, the, the state coroner, John Kane recommending, among many other recommendations, to the AFL that, in fact, in his mind, the league should reduce contact training by 2025. I mean, how practical is that? I mean, could you engineer everything as a coach and as a playing group without contact in your training?
2: No, not really, but I think um I think what we're doing now from a coaching point of view, and um, as Simon said, you know I'm coaching just at community level where you have to ensure that um, that you're putting players in positions like very much like breakdown drills or educational type drills where you just don't put players in a position where there's going to be incidental contact to the head. So, yes, we do match simulation drills, but you have to make sure they're in a controlled environment. and when and when you look at when players do get, and cast it's mostly when either both players have got their eyes on the ball, and there's incidental contact, or there's one player with the, his eye on the ball, and a, um, his his opponent or whatever chooses to, to to spoil or to bump or something like that, where where there is contact with the head. So we're trying to eliminate those um, situations at training. Do a lot of like um, like walk through educational type drills where if you put in a situation where you have to make a decision as a player that um, and and I was, I was sort of thinking before you, like we, we don't tell players not to bump anymore. I know that's a question that a lot of coaches get asked, but if there is an alternative between if you can bump or tackle, then we would tell players to tackle. And I did a drill the other night where, where two players, where you put, and I, th- I think the classic one now in the AFL is, if you put a ball in between two players and they run at each other and they've got to bend down and pick up a ground ball, I think the way that we coach that now is um, you almost let, your opponent pick the ball up and then tackle him, rather than mm. you try and get lower and harder. I think I think that's probably the way that I was taught was to was to just be harder and lower at the contest than what your opponent was going to be, and to almost try and get your hip past the ball, which then would make contact with the player, which mm. as we know now would be reportable. So, so the game's changing, um, it's evolving in the right way. Um, I, I'm, I'm fully supportive of anything that eliminates um, uh, the risk of, of of any sort of head injuries and um, and even in, with sort of junior footy, I think there's a responsibility now with all of our junior coaches to ensure that we we really focus on on tackle technique and, and 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 obviously aerial technique as well. You know, marking where we see a lot of players, um, you know, clashing heads in aerial contests. I think we spend hours and hours and hours refining kicking skills when we need to focus also um, very much on tackling and also that sort of aerial stuff, which is which is really important at junior level. So. It, It transfers when they become young young adults and playing at um at um senior level as well. Yeah,
1: because that that chest and hip and shoulder and buttocks, you know, they're so important in an aerial contest. And you see so many guys just go into contests so open these days that it's as if you know the 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 logical way of or the old way of going about it is is superseded now by must make a contest.
2: Yeah, you're right. And some of those aerial marks now, like and, and you. You look back at those sort of marks of the year when we look back at nick rewalt uh, jimmy bartell when those guys sort of jumped almost um recklessly face first into an aerial contest um you, you, you just can't coach that because it's it's going to open up a player to be seriously injured and i know we still see it at local level and community level and junior footy a lot but um you've got to teach players how to jump and turn in, a, in an aerial contest and look to protect to protect yourself rather than put yourself in a situation where you're going to really get hurt so while we still applaud those really courageous aerial contests, um, I think eventually they'll probably get eliminated out of the game because they, they, they're they just way too risky.
0: Uh, Sando, the preseason schedule was laid out by the AFL yesterday. So the official matches are locked in for the last week of February and into March. And then some uh, confirm match simulations prior to that, sort of um, February 21 onwards. I'm not sure whether every club will do that. They didn't leading into the 2023 season. But typically, how many... How many games do AFL clubs want? And how many would they like to have before round one?
2: It's interesting. I, I Maybe I'm uh, in the minority, but I, I think the best way to get better at footy is to play footy. Um, and I know we do a lot of drills. And like I said before, you're still educating players on, on different situations in games, but nothing can compensate for um, for actually playing. And I think that's when you learn most about um, about your list and your squad and and the best positions for players to make um some strategy and tactical stuff I think you're better off putting players in those situations um I know that that does put a maybe a potentially a, a bigger sort of physical toll but if you can if you can do simulated match practice and what I mean by that is that you, you sort of eliminate the a bit of the um the, the the body hitting and the contact and all that stuff if you like if there's if there's going to be a situation like I, I said before where there's going to be an aerial contest where you can see that the players are going to make um you know contact in a in, in, in a way that could potentially hurt themselves um you you always tell players to pull out so it's it's almost um it's almost like um from a sort of cricket point of view just getting more and more time in the middle you know so just as as much as you can replicate your systems and your processes in a in a, in a game environment, I think you take that opportunity as many times as you can.
0: Sandra, we need to let you go, but I see you this time last year you were very busy on the recruiting front at your Tigers mm. and you've just gone and landed another one. And Kane Turner's come across as well from the Kangas.
2: Yeah, it's a great get for us. We need it. We need a bit of speed. We've got, we got a really good squad. And as Simon said, we got knocked out uh, in the semis last year, which was disappointing. We played our worst game of the year when it really mattered. But that's okay. You move on. Um, but, yeah, we're well, I mean... I'm like um, every club, whether it's the AFL or at community level, you're always looking to get better. And um, we've got a couple of other AFL boys training with us at the moment who we're hoping to sign. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a really busy time of the year, really exciting time of the year as well. You get to um, you get to look for ways to, to make your team better. It's great.
0: Mate, we really appreciate you taking time go out to Tigers. join us. Yeah, go the Tigers. Good spot to go and watch yeah. a game yeah. of footy, the Tigers. Yeah, is it? Their ball when on, yeah you yeah, well we looked after fun. out there. Don't worry about Well, they've that. obviously got a behind glass facility. Yeah, if you like do, it, you they have out a there. good luncheon. You can have a drop <laughs> of something. Very nice. Oh. Very nice. So, no, also to talk to you. out about the front could... of the
1: ground. Just get it straight home.
0: Oh. If we don't speak, mate, have a have a great Christmas. Appreciate you donating your time this morning.
2: Uh, awesome, Sam. Thank you. See you, Simon. See you, Sam. Brent Sanderson
0: there, former coach, <laughs> former player, and now uh, coaching at the Baldwin oh, Tigers. Tigers. Pretty good level of footy. Oh, in
1: good way. level of footy. Yeah. Great to
0: watch. Right, we need to get to the newsroom. We're powered by Kubota. We're over 40 years we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and, and building Australia together. But Nathan Gardner's built a nice little set of headlines for us.